People who are not like us are still people like us. We have a responsibility to help them. Welcome to Insert Human. This is a show that is not for everyone. It's for seekers, people like you, hopefully, who are searching for solutions to your problems, the world's problems, and everything in between. The conversations to come are going to show you how finding the truth of our humanity is the magic key to solving pretty much anything. Between my monologues, my dialogues with brilliant guests, and your good questions, you're going to learn how to insert human into everything, and in doing so, realize a better life and one day a better world. I drove to the grocery store the other day, and on my way home, I got stuck in, of all things, a traffic jam. And I thought to myself, oh no, it's back, the thing called traffic. And then I thought that as the world opens up from its COVID-induced 13-month slumber, things are going to come back. Some things we like, some things we don't like, things that maybe don't serve us so well. And then I thought we'll be able to hold on to what we learned during this time, the things we actually liked in COVID. Will we be able to not forget the lessons we learned from the adversity we and others faced during the pandemic? Will we be able to find a new way to a new normal that carries forward all the important realizations that COVID prompted while regaining the positive attributes of our pre-COVID lives? Fundamentally, will we be able to find the balance between the two ways of living and working? I think maybe, but only if we are really, really clear about what we realized and hold on to that as an essential marker or marker of our future decisions, our individual lives, and the future health of our country. So here's my take at a few things that I think some of us realized in no particular order. We realized that our loved ones are truly loved ones or not loved ones at all. I believe the forced intimacy of COVID forced a reckoning of relationships in a binary sort of way, that when we remove the noise and the distractions and the constant transactions of the pre-COVID world, we were both left naked or we were all left naked and the truth of how we felt about others and maybe even ourselves was exposed. Some people came together, some people drew apart, few if any stood still. One of my favorite quotes was from a story in the New York Times about how COVID impacted families. And the story is about a 20-year-old boy, man, who was quoted as saying, my 10-year-old brother and I have laughed more and cried more over the last two months than we did the prior 10 years. My bet is that COVID will cause a huge spike in renewed marriage vows, a huge spike in renewed relationships and inner families, and a huge spike in filings for divorce. This reckoning of relationships was also seen in who and how we stayed connected to people beyond our immediate family. People we might have expected to try harder to stay connected didn't, and people who we didn't expect to stay connected did. Close friends became not so close, and distant friends became not so distant, and we likely behaved the same. The sum of the realization of these two realizations is twofold. To love intimately and honestly and mutually is so important in our lives, and yet in pre-COVID, we did not give it the attention it deserved. The second is that we should all work harder to actively curate who we hold within our lives as both friends and loved ones. Hopefully in post-COVID we will. COVID also gave us space. Even for parents with kids who were homeschooling, working from home, tending to everything, absent the pool of parties, events, trips, sports, recitals, et cetera, they got a bonus and that was called space. And with space, they got the opportunity to contemplate, to think, to imagine, and sometimes even to create. As parents got a little more space, so too did their kids. And while at first that space was awkward and no doubt filled with too much screen time, 
For some, it became a special time, a chance to just be, to read, to even talk to mom and dad about important or even not so important things. I've heard many parents over the last year acknowledge that with COVID, the chance to slow down meant a chance to be better connected to themselves and to their kids. The summary realization of all these, creating space for ourselves and our children is a critical enabler of personal growth and contentment. As COVID enabled us to find internal space, it also gave us a heightened realization of the importance of external space, otherwise known as nature or the great outdoors. During the confinement, more and more people sought the comfort and majesty of our Earth Mother, and then that perhaps had the realization that we are part of something much bigger than ourselves, that humankind and Earth are intrinsically connected, and that is something worth honoring and experiencing often. On a pretty different note, COVID revealed that cooking is not so bad, and that in cooking every night of the week, there can be joy. And there is the gift of giving lovingly prepared foods to others, even if sometimes it feels like a pain in the ass. And for families coming together around the preparation of a meal, all that can be a very special thing. COVID also revealed that we don't need to gussy ourselves up every day to be content. And that the act of getting dressed up is really a wonderful ritual that we should appreciate more once we can. Speaking of nicer clothes, there's the matter of work. COVID has also prompted a realization for many people that they don't actually like the work they do for a living. According to a recent study by Prudential, 25% of all white collar workers intend to bolt their job as soon as the pandemic is over, and 33% of all millennials. My theory is that the time away without the noise of office dynamics has helped people to see and even feel what they did for a living for maybe the first time. And in doing so, almost a third decided it wasn't quite right. The summary realization may be that who we are and how we are needs to fit better with what we actually do. On a societal level, COVID helped us really realize just how broken our country is and that we all need to fight harder to fix it. I say really because we've all known for a long time that racism is alive and well in America, that economic inequality is worsening, that the rural poor are profoundly struggling, and that many Americans walk the earth both in fear and also in selfish states. But COVID made it all more painfully apparent, along with the challenges of a federated government that is highly politicized and its ability or inability to produce a universal and uniform response during a calamity. The summary realization is this. We all have work to do. This is our problem to fix. And standing still as citizens is no longer an option. We must step forward in whatever way we can. Donating, volunteering, running for office, writing, speaking, collaborating, doing anything but fomenting the divisions. People who are not like us are still people like us. We have a responsibility to help them. Which segues to my last COVID realization, and that is that our e-commerce reliant hold-up at-home existence over the last 13 months has created an unhealthy form of anonymity. That our capacity to feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, redecorate our homes, and even work no longer requires knowing our shopkeepers, getting help from our neighbors, or getting to know our colleagues. Our work and life communities run the risk of severe economic and cultural erosion simply because nobody knows anybody. And when we don't know one another, we tend to care less about them or the whole 
So this combined summary realization of all my realizations is that the most important thing that COVID taught us is the importance of caring for others and that caring in any form or degree is far better than no caring at all. And I hope we learn not to forget that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening today. If you're in search of more opportunities to realize positive change in your life or work, and you find what I have to say helpful, you can always subscribe to my show, check out one of my new salons that are weekly virtual gatherings of like-minded folks. You can read some of my writings or just listen to one of the talks that I've given around the world over the last couple of years. And you can do it all at chriscolbert.com. While you're there, make sure to sign up for my ongoing email updates. When you do, you'll receive a free copy of the first chapter of my about-to-be-published book, Technology is Dead. Again, it's all available at chriscolbert.com. Thanks again for listening today, and I look forward to connecting more in the days ahead.